Welcome to FMAO, for mature audiences only, with your hosts, Jake Haslow and Tommy Danger. Hello, adults in the room. Welcome to FMAO, for mature audiences only, where we share our anomalous perspectives on societal trends. My name is Jake Haslow, and I'm here in Philadelphia, PA, and I'm joined by my co-host, Tommy, over in New York City. Tommy, how are you identifying today? Hello, Jay, my fellow adult in the room. Today, I am identifying as Lizzie Warren's hypothetical penis. How are you identifying Lizzie, as? Lizzie Warren? Elizabeth Warren. Lizzie! Oh, Lizzie. <laughs> she's just Lizzie. She's now just she's Lizzie. Lizzie. Not, she's, oh, she's, yeah. she's just Lizzie with a hypothetical penis because she thinks she could get more votes if she had a dick. Is That's, the penis Native American, though? That's what I want to know. Is, is the penis Native American? Is that the 1% of her, the 0.02% of her, that's, yeah. uh, that's uh, actually Native American? I am not a tribal citizen. Uh, how, are, how are you identifying as, Jay? Well, Lizzie, I am, <laughs> identifying, I am identifying as a cartoon canine. And my preferred pronouns, my preferred pronouns, my preferred pronouns are Scooby, Dooby, and Doo. Yes, that's right. That's right. You get that pop culture reference, Mm -hmm. but you don't, you don't get a Scooby snack for that one. Because if you didn't get that one, I'd have to smack you upside your face. (laughs) (laughs) He knows who Scooby-Doo is. All right. Super duper. Cool. All right. So Tommy, what are we going to get into today? We got a lot of things to get into, um, but we're going to get into a little bit of social media. We're going to get a little bit into um, something a uh, little, little timeless from one of our uh, favored, preferred uh, YouTube commentators. But first, for this marquee segment here, we're going to get into um, a quote, or rather a misquote. We'll get into it, but the quote goes... It is a mark of an educated man, of an educated mind, to be able to entertain a thought without accepting it. This, is, this quote has been attributed to Aristotle. Let me read it one more time without messing it up. It is the mark of an educated mind to be able to entertain a thought without accepting it. Jay, what are your first thoughts on this quote, on this phrase, on this line? Well, I love the quote so much. Uh, I, of course, made a shirt out of it. So for, for everybody. Get on that catwalk. Give us a magnum. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot to put on a shirt. but It's a lot to handle for all of us. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I like walking down the sidewalk with people squinting to read my shirt. Uh-huh. As I, uh-huh. I, It's like, I love it. I love it. Uh-huh. Anything to get attention uh-huh. in the attention economy we live in today, you uh-huh. know, so. That's, uh, but that's anyway. also a, 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 a collab for FMAO merchandise possibility, right? Eventually, it'll be on an FMAO, especially uh-huh. since we're doing an episode on this. Uh-huh. Uh, right now, you can get it on introversion.com, though, introversion.com slash shop, uh-huh. which for those of you who don't know is my other, my other podcast, my personal, nice. personal nice. project. Yes. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the quote, and we were talking about it earlier this week in terms of like... Uh-huh sort of being relevant 
in terms of a follow-up to our Andrew Tate episode last week. Mm-hmm. And you got some feedback. I got some feedback from friends about Andrew Tate and some things we were saying and the whole thing, the whole yeah. thing, right? So as we were chatting about it in our weekly meeting, mm-hmm. um, this quote came up. And I thought it really hit home because it's like, it's a little bit of what we talked about last week when you, 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 you said, you know, it's the, it's the message, not the messenger. Right. Mm. And, and I, I gave the disclaimer. I gave the disclaimer during the episode. We, last we week. bought some cancel insurance on Andrew. Tate. Yes, He's a- <laughs> exactly. Our fate, our future is we're not old, tied we're to paying Andrew Craig. Insurance Andrew premiums. Tate's, exactly. <laughs> If Andrew Tate's criminal record, Andrew Tate's, you know, whatever, it's like, it's, that's, that's on him. That's not on us. Yeah, yeah. So it's the message, not the messenger. And I thought it was ironic that you just told me this quote might not actually be by Aristotle, which just further proves the point of whether it was spoken by Aristotle or not. Who cares? Like, okay. Who cares? Who okay. Cares? I, there's, there, I guess there's like a whole thing about, because there's like a whole list of, quotes attributed or misattributed to aristotle but yeah for for like very and this is like very like even even to me it's 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 a it's a very uh approachable thought exercise it's nothing like high and lofty and too descartian you know too too deep into the philosophical weeds this is something that any uh person striving to be interesting striving to have a soul like we talked about a couple of weeks ago um to really wrestle to have that uh mental sharpness with yourself uh it's something that uh yeah it might not be aristotle but it's still something it's still a good exercise let's just say yeah yeah and well actually i wrote i wrote something let me just read what get, i wrote get, get into it baby get into it because 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 Specifically, I mean, we're kind of bouncing around, but I just want to say it. Yeah. Um, The fact that we don't even know if this quote actually came from Aristotle adds even more credence to what we were saying last week about how it's the message, not the messenger. Mm -hmm. Does this statement no longer have appeal and worth to us just because it may have been inaccurately credited to Aristotle? Of course, we'd like to have accuracy in quotes, but at the end of the day, it's about the ideas being put forth and how they affect us as we move forward with our own lives, right? So we can say that about the Aristotle quote and the attribution, and we can also say this about Tate and his ideas that we discussed Mm -hmm. last week. So I kind of wanted to start out with that. Mm -hmm. So did you you prepare? I think you prepared a couple thoughts, right? Because we're trying to get super tight now, right? We're trying to like... So we're on the clock. We're on the clock yeah. here. So we, we want to be mean and lean. So how about this? I don't know if you want to go back and forth. I was kind of thinking, why don't I run through my key points? Go ahead. I can go one by one. If you have a thought after my first thought, just jump mm-hmm. in and we'll discuss it further. Otherwise, I'll just bounce through all of them and we'll let's how about that? Sounds good. Sounds like a dance. Okay. Cool. 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 Yes. Yeah. All right. Okay. So here's my first thought. And again, this is sort of in response to some of the ideas we brought up last week with Tate, some other things that you may have heard Tate say outside of this show that have you scratching your head and you're like, I don't know about this guy. 
I don't know about this guy, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of what this episode and this like, what we're responding to, right? Mm-hmm. So first, first thought. If your field of view is like this, mm-hmm. right, wouldn't you want to expand your field of view to be more like that, like more wide? You know, a, w- a wider field of view, like more knowledge, because like you can't expand your field of view representing your knowledge if you think you're just fine with this, you know? And I think part of the problem is a lot of people, they see the world like this, you know, anything within this little range. Mm-hmm. And they think they're right with that. And then they think anything outside of it mm-hmm. must be wrong or problematic or dangerous. Or it's a conspiracy theory. Conspiracy theories. And I think that's why people choose to look at it like this. Yeah. And, and I think you and I are naturally of a mindset or we've evolved to be this way over the years where we actually want to go from this because we, you and I were both, we used to be in the matrix. We weren't red pilled. We were good Christian boys and mm-hmm. we saw the world like this. Mm-hmm. But over time, we kind of have expanded and expanded. And when we get exposed to somebody like Andrew Tate, I, I, to me, it's kind of like, whoa. Like he's saying things way more ballsy, way more intensely than even I was when I thought I had a broad perspective, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So when a guy comes like when a guy like that comes along, all of a sudden it's like he's forcing me to confront this kind of field yeah. of view of the world. Yeah, I think uh, shout out to Ayn Rand, Objectivism, Yarn Brooks, Michael Malice. Um, I still am planning to get Michael Malice's recent book. Uh, uh, I think it's called like the Anarchist Handbook. Um, but yeah. Oh, that came out like last year, right? Twenty. Yeah, it's, like, yeah, it's been a, it's been a year now. I think it's been a year now. But uh, but yeah, uh, I think uh, if you're listening to this and if you heard our, well, check out our one of our recent segments. Uh, what makes a person interesting? That still shakes me. I'm I'm, I'm shook by that because in a in in the best way because um, the thought that I've been entertaining as I'm listening to you is like, but it's like. Of course, I'm, I'm, he's, Jay's talking about me. I'm the one who's like trying to like expand my view. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm one of the good guys. But then, then I'm trying to entertain the thought like, no, what if I'm like a fucking like very mid, very mediocre, very average person? What if I don't have a soul? You know, what if, what if I'm talking all this shit here on FMAO and I'm just really, really not that great? (laughs) That's a good possibility. And, you know, so I need to step up my game. I really need to do uh, and be better. And I can't just uh, pat myself Phone on the back. In. And just exactly. It's, it, whether, whether it's for this channel, for this podcast, for this YouTube, or more so for myself, for my own sake. And I think that uh, we can see not to get too Tate speech about it, but we can see how everyone has been, well, pop culture in general has been, uh, and mainstream media in general has been shooken up by the audacity of Andrew Tate. But I think really what he brings to the table is exactly what you're saying. This is like most people are uncomfortable. Um, The politeness and the PC culture is just all about like, What's 
what's the narrative? What what's 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 the right thing to say? What goes along with the agenda? And obviously, everything that Andrew Tate says does not go along with the agenda. And so, but then again, you go along, you get to the individual level, where people are allowed to speak freely. Then you'll see a lot of interesting opinions where people are like, you know, that he does have some interesting things to say. But of course, you know, people don't want to be found out that they have they carry those opinions. It's very dangerous yeah. to be thinking freely like that. Yeah, I think like what you just rightfully admitted to yourself is like like here 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 we are thinking like we're here or like we're better than this, but we don't know. It's all subjective, mm-hmm. and and I think also like you're right to have that mindset and me too, because I think as men of action, right, Mm -hmm. we should always be looking to broaden our perspective, Mm -hmm. you know, of the world, Mm -hmm. of the universe, and also like understanding ourselves, our strengths, our weaknesses. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's tough. That's scary. That's difficult. But I think that is the journey for us. And I don't want to make this just like all about men and men's, you know, whatever, but like, Woman too, like anybody, mm-hmm. like, like you should have a broader perspective of things. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what this quote really is all about. It's kind of like, okay, all right. Tate said something crazy out here. Let me just absorb that idea mm-hmm. and not fight it, not resist it, not be like, oh, that guy's full of shit or, you know, because in our little narrow view, it just doesn't fit in our narrow view. Mm-hmm. So we should broaden our eyes and ears to take mm-hmm. something like that in. And even after we take it in, and I'm saying not saying you and me, I'm saying our audience, anybody, mm-hmm. even after you take that in, mm-hmm. it's okay to just be like, nah, I don't like that. I don't like that idea. Yeah. Play around you know? with it. You know? Yeah. Take it on yeah. a date. See how it goes. Take it on a second date. See it yeah. goes. Yeah, that's a great that's a great metaphor. You know, it doesn't work. Like you're out. dating your ideas, dating your you know? ideas. It doesn't work yeah. out. You know, ah, this is great. It's great. It's like, uh, it's like, what's the relationship status you have with your ideas? Yeah, is it is it just a is it just a hookup? Is it just a, a a very awkward coffee date? Is it is it someone that you're gonna have an amazing summer fling with, or is yeah. it is it your actual soulmate? You know, it's like, oh fuck, I think I found my soulmate. Yeah. In, ter- in, in terms of an idea. Yeah. You know? Individual ideas. I could be like, oh, that's a keeper. Yeah. She's a keeper. Yeah. You know, or maybe it's just like you're just flirting. You're just flirting with an you're idea. Flirting. Flirting. That yeah. is the that is the uh the premise of the movie Parasite. Have you seen Parasite? Yeah, the Korean movie? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um I love it. I saw uh an interview with that uh director Pong Juno and he said that that's how he came up with the movie because um, he, ideas are just like parasites for, to him, which is a, amongst writers and, you know, philosophers. That's the well-known, like well-established, I guess, concept. But he wanted to bring that to life, what it's like to like have just on a multi-layered level, just have parasites all over the place that you can't like there is indistinguishable between. So you get to a point where the idea takes over the host, the person thinking of the idea, and it just it just become consumed. You you become well, a living embodiment of your idea. You're touching on a another idea of like the problem 
with a lot of people in society now is that they become their ideas. That's a big problem. Like I wasn't even planning on going there, but like since you yeah. brought that up, I was like, like I had my friend Marie, the Australian wow. girl. That was you so met you had, man. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. she, I had her on my Confusionity podcast uh-huh. a while ago, and I remember her and I we talked specifically about this problem. Uh-huh. It's not just liberals or conservatives. It's just like people get attached to their ideas. Uh-huh. And if an idea gets attacked, then they feel personally under attack. Yeah. And that's a problem. That's a serious yeah. problem. Yeah. Because you are not your ideas. Uh-huh. And that's a key distinguishing yeah. factor, you know, fact to make. It's like ideas can come and go. Yeah. Ideas can evolve. Like I, I love the dating metaphor. <laughs> we, we just came up with that on the fly. But like yeah. you can date your ideas. You're not. Yeah. Married to your idea. And even yeah. if you are married to an idea that you feel like is so intrinsically you, guess what? Yeah. People get divorced. Yeah. You can still be divorced from an idea. Like, look at me. I was married to be a Christian mm-hmm. for 30 plus years. Mm-hmm. I got a divorce with that idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's so funny that this day and age we talk about uh, gender, gender fluidity, you know, how the sexual landscape is a spectrum and you go... What is a woman? And yet the ideas are like, are like a tick embedded in there. You can't, you can't change your ideas, you know? Mm. You, can change your, you can change your sex, <sighs> but you can't change your ideas. What the fuck? Wow. You know? Like how, that's really, that's interesting. Like how fucking stubborn is that? How it's fucking like missing the point is that, you know? I was like, oh, today I'm just like 13 different gender identities, but I'm still this, I still have the same ideas as five, five years ago. You know, like, mm. really, you, you fat piece of shit. <laughs> you're still the same scumbag, you know, you're still the same low life. Well, you're bottom still feeder, the same. Exactly. You know? Exactly. You know? <laughs> What's your. Yeah, uh, that's interesting because like the, yeah. the rigidity, you're getting at the rigidity, yeah. like despite all the fluidity talk and all that mm-hmm. people on the left and the right. Yeah. They get rigid yeah. with their ideas. Yeah. But yeah. What's um, your second let, point? Let me move on, let me move on, because I know we're on, we're on the gun here. So this is a statement here. Truly put your ideas to the test. Nice. Test it out for yourself mm-hmm. and see if an idea has truth and value to it. Does it work for you? If it does, mm-hmm. that's really what matters at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. The idea doesn't have to work for anyone or everyone else. Think about it. There's a lot of reasons why an idea might not work for someone else, even though it works for you. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're lazy. Maybe they're doubting the idea too much to give it a fair chance. Maybe they just don't have what it takes to see it through Mm -hmm. or the talent or skill to achieve it. On and on and on. There's a lot of reasons, you know. So did you get that point? Basically, like, yeah, test out an idea for yourself. Mm -hmm. And just because somebody else might come along and be like, nah, that idea doesn't work or I tried it or I don't like it or whatever. It's like, okay, that's, that's their thing. Yeah. You know, I, uh, when I first got into the red pill, the manosphere, MGTOW, all that stuff. Um, one of the ideas or concepts for people who are getting really into it early on was this notion of monk mode monk being a monk just kind of like cutting off a lot of filtering a lot of like 
unnecessary acquaintances, drinking buddies, people who bring you down. People are just just a lot of quote unquote beta men, beta people in your life, like blue pill people in your life, you know. And wait, is that is that what you ascribe to monk mode? Yeah, so a lot of people are like just go into monk mode, cut off a lot of people in your life, just stick to stick to only the key essential people in your life, and get to the gym and read a lot of books and apply a lot of these uh, life principles, the the red pill or MGTOW life principles in your life. It's kind of a, a social detox, so to say, so that you could focus on, yeah. on, on kind of like uh, repurposing or remarketing or realigning your life. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't really a big proponent of that. I, I thought about that naturally. I mean, going, you know, it kind of goes hand in hand, cause and effect or correlation. I was going through a divorce at the time. So, so it kind of went hand in hand. But eventually I, I went, my, my needle, my speedometer Life speedometer went back to the normal, my cruising speed of just hanging out, meeting new people and all that good stuff. Because I'm probably more extroverted than introverted. So I, I, even though it was just acquaintances, even though it was just like kind of like a, going to parties just for the good sake of going to parties and meeting people I will never talk to again. And Facebook and Instagram, all these people that I'll never talk to again, whatever. I'll see it, never see again. But... It's still for me. It's just going through the motions of that's life. That's living. You know, that's that's the whole point of being in New York City, and you know, that's how I operate. Mm-hmm. So I really I thought about getting serious into monk mode, but I just took the best parts of you know what they were throwing at me from you know from the from the discussion boards from that subreddit, and and I just you know relinquished and trashed all the rest that I didn't need. Yeah. Exactly. You you have to find you had to find that healthy balance for yourself, mm-hmm. and everybody does, mm-hmm. you know. And I think a, a lot of people's unhappiness is rooted in the fact they're trying somebody else's solutions for your own life. Somebody else's solutions for your life. Interesting. Just because the solution works for them doesn't mean it's going to work for you. you Can know? I ask you something? Can do, is there any an example of an idea that you had, a specific example besides Tate? Tate, besides Tate Rama, the whole Tate world, anything outside of that, um, it could be something simple or it could be something deep where you uh, entertain uh, an idea without accepting it. Maybe, maybe you're in the process of accepting it. Maybe you're in the process of rejecting it. Mm. That's a good question. It could be something as silly as like, oh, I don't think I'll ever eat another crouton in the rest of my life for the rest of my <laughs> life. Fuck croutons. What's the point of that? Hmm. Well, okay, I'll, I'll go with this. So, mm-hmm. several years ago, I got into PUA mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. And for the for those who don't know, PUA stands for pickup artists or pickup arts. And I got into it. I got into it for a little while and. I had a little bit of success with it. I mean, for the first time, I went to this workshop. I went in Central Park. I did the material that Bad Boy gave me. It was literally Bad Boy from the game. <laughs> um, so it's, it's a dude who went by Bad Boy. He would literally yes. introduce, my name is Bad Boy. Like, I, I think his name was Bad Boy. He was mm-hmm. like this Slavic guy, total badass. Yeah. Well, there's and like, it, well, the, the whole, like, if people aren't familiar with it, these, these are grown men who would, just unprovoked, unsolicited, go up, talk to, approach attractive women. And there was mystery. There's, uh, yeah. 
who else is there? There's well, Neil Strauss is the guy who wrote the the game. Uh-huh. He was part of the community. Yeah, uh-huh. Bad Boy was one of them. Uh, I forget uh-huh. Tyler Durden or whatever. Like Tyler Durden. Yep. Yep. Yeah. There was like a few other guys, but yeah. not to get totally off tangent here, yeah. but I learned some of these techniques uh-huh. and I started to implement them, and I actually started to see a little bit of success. Like it was, uh-huh. I remember on the the training day or whatever, uh-huh. I was in Central Park. And bad boy said, do this mm-hmm. literally step one, step two, step three, mm-hmm. like l- lie down next to the girl or s- crouch over next to the girl. She's lying there. Oh, mm-hmm. Hey, Hey, Hey. In Central Park. Like, yeah. 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 And yeah. just kind of like, don't sit down yet. Just kind of squat a little bit and just start talking to her and like do this. And then, then kind of lean back away from her and lean back <laughs> body language on the floor. Like just, he gave me the protocol yeah. and I did all of the steps and then really quick within two minutes, I was like, Hey, well, I got to get going. Um, uh, how about if I get your number? I'll call you sometime. We'll, we'll hang out. And she's like, yeah, sure. And she gave me her number mm-hmm. and I left and I, my mind was blown because yeah. I must have been like 28 at the time or something. Mm-hmm. Never in my life, yeah. never in my life have I walked up to a girl, got her number mm-hmm. within like three minutes and mm-hmm. left. Like to me, that was just like on my first try, I did that. On your first try, you worked out. First try. That's yeah, crazy. the second and the third and the fourth, they didn't go yeah. quite as successfully. But I mean, one of the girls yeah. was like married and, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, whatever. But, but back to my point here about taking in all these ideas of PUA. I took those ideas in, I tried them out, and ultimately I was kind of like, I don't think this is really for me. Yeah. You know, like I, I think it's not about day game or night game. It's frustrating because on the one hand, what if I see a girl who's really cute or a girl I really want to be with? Mm-hmm. If I have no game, if I have no sort of opener or I don't know what to say to her or how to say it or whatever, it just won't happen. Mm-hmm. I'll just sit there in my head and be like, man, she was cute. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of the story. You know? So there is something there where it's like you need that bridge to get you to the other side. And I'm not even, I'm saying, like, I don't like PUA to be the way. Mm-hmm. And I'm starting to feel like now, like, like I, something I heard Captain Sinbad say recently when he was talking about dating. And he's like, be a high value male, period. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of more the conclusion I'm coming to, especially with Tate and all this other stuff. It's like, just focus on being a high value male. Mm-hmm. And your energy and what you give off, the vibe. Mm-hmm. You probably are feeling more confident. You could probably just look at the girl that you have a yeah. crush on or on the cute girl on the street. You could probably just look at her confidently and just smile, see if she smiles back. You could probably just walk up to her and just say, hey, you know, I, I like... You could even start... I just think off the top of my head, I'm like sarcastically just be like, she probably knows why you're like coming up to her. Mm-hmm. And you could just be like, hey, I really like your purse. Mm-hmm. Or, I don't know, just something arbitrary, just like, you know, just like, it's like really nice pattern or whatever. I don't know. Some yeah, dumb bullshit. That totally works, is, though. But that, that yeah, totally yeah. works. If you do it confidently and yeah. not cre- creepy, not in a creepy way. Yeah. Just play it straight. Don't, don't break. Don't break. Yeah. But, the, yeah. But the thing is, is like maintain the frame. Maintain. Frame. Have a good time. Enjoy yourself. Like if yeah. you're a confident, don't fake it. happy guy. And you're just enjoying your life. And this is yeah. just another moment in your day that you're enjoying. Yeah. You go out there and do that. I think you'll have more success or at least have a chance 
you know, it's a different struggle for me here, me here in Philly, because like I mm-hmm. see girls on the street, and I'm like, I'm just not attracted to anybody around here anymore. Yeah, fucking so shithole of a city. <laughs> it is. It is. God, I hate this town. So, but that's a whole other issue. But like, but it, it is something. Getting back to the question you asked me, like mm-hmm. I feel like the PUA stuff mm-hmm. was something I took in. I tried it out for a while, but ultimately, I just feel like, eh, it's not for me. Yeah. It's not for me. Uh, I like to share. That's that was excellent. I like to share something I was entertaining, but I think um, I would entertain it this week, and uh, I, I think I'm letting it go. Um, uh, I think I'll be a little. Uh, you know, I had a few sips of soju, so I'll, I think I'll be a little vulnerable. Try not to uh, be too personal here on FMAO. Only as uh, as it as it as I seem worthy and necessary, which I do right now. So I've been thinking for several years now to getting a vasectomy, getting that a good old snip snip down there because I don't think I really want to have kids. I don't think I really want to have a family. And um, you actually, us talking, because I brought this up that I'm you know look gonna look into you know urologist specialist here in New York City to get that get that process done um and uh but you actually put in a parasite of an idea in my head um and i'm like god damn it so i had to entertain that thought because you were saying oh i'm instilling some doubt in your idea you were saying you still have some doubt in me um uh what if it's the end of the world what if it's a apocalyptic scenario and you have to like you know reproduce and save save humanity it's all rest on your shoulders yeah yeah some uh some kind of sci-fi movie premise that is every day gets more to be i feel like it's like point 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 like point zero 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 one percent chance but it gets like that yeah. like minute number is getting bigger by the day yeah we are approaching the end of the world yeah it's the end of the world <laughs> this is the end of the fucking world and let alone that and i keep i keep telling you that i am very attracted to any slightly red-pilled woman on YouTube. Anyone who's based, who's talking in facts, who's not, uh, who's not like, who's like what Twitter people call tradcon or trad wife material, traditional people, traditional women who but look. Isn't fit. it? Isn't it mostly tradcons who you find though? Like that usually is what you get. What do you mean by that? Like, like in the space of like red pilled women, it usually I mean, yeah, ends up it goes being hand in hand. Cons. Yeah. yeah, you're not gonna see people who are like talking spewing traditional values with like green hair, you know, with like right. multiple facial piercings, um, right. with neck tattoos. That's not gonna happen. Um, so it is giving me hope for humanity and an even like slight the might the smallest hope for me is like oh maybe I should settle down with one of these lovely ladies and have like ten babies, you know, and the you know. But in like a two-bedroom apartment here in Upper West Side or whatever, then I realized, eh, no, that ship has sailed. I think I'm okay. I I think uh, I'm pretty good. I'm I'm pretty like uh, stuck in my ways and you know. See, like I, you and I agree, it's a long yeah. shot. It's a long it's, shot for both of us. And I was just absolutely go ahead. I like to keep possibilities open. Mm-hmm. And the thought of getting a vasectomy to me is kind of like, nah. Yeah. As uh, as a friend of mine, Christina Weber, mm-hmm. said to me on my mm-hmm. podcast, 
of when I had her on mm-hmm. about MGTOW. Mm-hmm. I'll repeat the phrase to you. It's kind of a cop-out. It is. It is. Your vasectomy. Kind of yeah. a cop-out. It is. Uh, it is. It is. <laughs> and yet I am. I, uh, every dog has its day. I get lucky every now and then. And I'm, 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 I'm afraid the condom will break. I'm afraid something. I'm afraid a crazed woman that I, I just mm. put my penis into a crazy vagina. Yeah. And she'll take my seed and run with it. So yeah, it is, a, it is a lot more risky for you than me. I mean, you're, yeah. you're kind of living on the edge there. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm more MGTOW monk about yeah. things, but. Oh, that was, that was, that was great right there. We're going to. No, 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 no. You got I one more hit. Yeah. I still want to hit this. Hit me with it. Just give it to me straight. Send it. Send it. Okay. So. We're going over time. Well, there's two it. things I want to say. I'm yeah. just going to read through it. So it'll just go read quick. through it. Yeah. All right. So my point number three out of four, this is specifically mm-hmm. not to defend Tate, but it's kind of a defense of some of his ideas. Because okay. like what you and I have been talking, it kind of bothers me a little bit when people just hear a soundbite from him and they're like, oh, he's sexist. What an asshole. And they just write him off and that's it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is a little bit more of a nuance that I want to give that maybe he didn't give. Although I do think he expounds and explains his ideas pretty well. But, mm-hmm. but this is my take. Okay, so just uh, hear me out. Mm-hmm. People use people. Everybody is using everybody on some level. Men use women. Women use men. Men also use men. And women also use women. Whether it's for personal financial gain, clout, support, ego boost, fun, confidence, whatever. This is okay. Accept it as a reality. Bear in mind that the best relationships are probably those in which both parties are using each other mutually. Basically, both parties are getting what they want out of the relationship. Men may be getting affection, ego boost, and good sex from their lady, and the lady may be feeling the safety and security she gets from being with the top dog. I'm not going to sit here and put labels on any of these things like it's right or wrong or sexist or whatever. People need to come to terms with reality, face the truths, and figure out how to deal with it. That's largely what Tate has opened my eyes to, how he has lit a fire under my ass. Fuck mediocrity. Fuck fear. Don't be afraid to speak truth, regardless of how it's received. In fact, if people don't want to hear it, remember, for all those people who have that narrow field of vision, which is most people, they don't care to expand their worldview. So why should you stress out about trying to get through to them? Fuck that. Master the truths of reality and use your knowledge for your own benefit and anyone who's willing to listen to you. This is not selfish. Right on. Just letting that sink in. A few moments later. So let me wrap this up with my final thought here. So again, this is what I wrote out earlier. 
Also, I want to say, I'm no longer out to convince anyone of anything. It's more like, I'm just going to speak truth and pursue excellence in everything I do. And if you like it, great. Then enjoy and learn from what I'm putting out there in the world. But I'm no longer going to struggle to get your attention and twist your arm into first hearing what I'm saying and secondly, respecting and adopting what I'm saying. If you don't like what I'm saying or you feel like it's not for you, then fine. No hard feelings. But I'm going to move 100% in the directions I want to because I think it's the best path for me. Also, I feel like at the end of the day, results speak for themselves. If I'm getting results, then that should speak louder than my words. And if I'm not getting results, it either means I'm not disciplined and focused enough on exactly what I need to be doing, or there's something wrong with my ideas, beliefs, and strategy, and I need to call those things into question and either throw those things out or refine them until I get it right. You know how you would, in our church days, we'd go to church and the pastor is speaking a message, a sermon, and it's just like, ugh, he's speaking to me, you know. In um, a good way? You made it sound like a bad a good, way. In a good way and a bad way, because it's like, oh, I need to hear that message. It's so like... Uh, it's but, like challenging you. It's like... But that is actually a, a documented uh, phenomenon where parallel thought... Um, uh, like it's it's like like inventors and scientists coming up with the same invention or conclusion or experiment around the same time period, like literally mm-hmm. the same week, back in the eighteen hundreds. This is a thing. It's a, it's it, it happens more than you think. It's really funny that you brought that up because um, I results speak for themselves. So I was telling a friend. He's, he's caught in the crossfire amongst friends, you know, and I told him, like, stay out of it, keep your mouth shut, and just watch what happens. He got himself just a little involved, um, just, just who he is. He is the peacemaker. He is a very uh, empathetic person, um, and uh, he's not, like, uh, too insecure or too, like, you know, egocentric. But uh, he did get just tiny bit, just a skosh involved. And, but he did see my point because things unraveled, drama, a little bit of drama happened. Not too much. But it's just human nature, right? And, and he did, funny enough, he did come circle back to me. He's like, Tommy, you were right. I should have stayed out of it. I'm like, kind of, sort of, you know, I the results speak for themselves. I'm glad that you came to this. Class. I'm not glad. It doesn't make me happy that, you know, any of this. You're happens. not like, I told you so. I, told I, you I, so. I like it. Yeah. It does boost my ego a little bit. I can't lie. Not going to lie there. But at the same time, you're 100% right. When you say the results speak for themselves, um, failure is the best teacher. Um, there's nothing like Things that actually happen, not like words on a page or a person like Andrew fucking Tate on YouTube. Like you're not going to change from that. You're going to change from your own actions and your own results or the lack thereof that you see. That is going to be your teacher, not fucking this guy with a vague accent 
you know with um yeah so it's like it, it's, it's really up to up, you it's up to you yeah yeah totally yeah at the end of the day it's always going to be up to you absolutely you know like uh, one quick little thing is like I, I watched another video i might have sent it to you there was some guy critiquing andrew tate hmm. and saying like he signed up for that yeah, yeah. university and he's like oh it's a total scam and yeah. blah 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 and i'm like i'm just watching it and i'm like yeah maybe yeah maybe maybe, maybe. and I, the whole time i was thinking like i remember hearing tate mention about hustler university and all this stuff yeah and i was my first initial thought which is usually my thought on this kind of thing usually is like yeah, that's for suckers or like it's, it's a pyramid scheme or whatever, you know? Yeah. And this guy, this other YouTuber kind of confirmed it. Mm-hmm. And I, the whole time I was thinking, it's like, I look at it like physical trainer, mm-hmm. you know, like I just rejoined my gym recently mm-hmm. and they try to, you know, sign you up and go through the whole rigmarole of like, Oh, come meet with a trainer and like, we'll do a free session. And, and I, and I told her straight up when I met up with her, I was like, no, like, you guys didn't allow me to be here because of the fucking mm-hmm. mandate. Mm-hmm. Now I can come in here and work out. And like, I know what I need to do. Mm-hmm. I don't need to have a physical trainer hold my hand and tell me, okay, do this now, do that, do that. No, I already know what I need to do. All I needed was access to the gym. Mm-hmm. And now I have that. So I have what I need. Mm-hmm. And now I'm getting back into really good shape. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's the same thing. It's like, Based on what that guy, how he was critiquing this Hustler University thing, I'm like, hmm. yeah, it just sounds like an overpriced presentation mm-hmm. of how to make money mm-hmm. in very similar ways to what I can already get online for free on YouTube and whatnot. So I'm like, yeah, you know, you know, but in a way it's like, look, I don't disrespect Andrew Tate for running that, you know, maybe some guys do find value in it. Sure. You know, and, and, and props to Andrew Tate for for making money off of it. Yeah. You know? And this goes back to like some of the things I didn't fully write it out here, but it's kinda like, look, even though I'm not naturally like Tate, I'm not like a dog eat dog kind of guy. I'm not like a heartless, like he does he says it. He doesn't have sympathy for dudes. Mm-hmm. You know, these guys are fucking dorks. They're fucking <laughs> dorks. You know? I don't have any sympathy for them, you know, when he gets into that mode and I'm like, he's not wrong. Yeah. You know? And again, it's back to what you and I were just saying, like, it's up to you. It's up to Mm -hmm. those guys, the fat loser, Mm -hmm. the whoever, you know, if you want to pick yourself up and do the right thing for yourself, you can do it. Be a man, do the right thing. But you have to believe that you can do it. If you need to get a physical trainer, if you need to go sign up for Hustler University in order to have somebody keep banging you over the head to do what you know you need to do, fine. But it goes back to what we were saying earlier about like different solutions for different folks, you know? But to me, it's just like I've been pinpointing all these little ways that people have been trying to discredit Andrew Tate. Yeah, I think... And it's very thin to me. Yeah, I think the takeaway for us here is we can entertain thoughts all the live long day but when it comes down to it the only thing that matters is results um i think that's the that's the nice uh merge of andrew tate the reaction of andrew from andrew tate and 
this quote and what you've been saying is, yeah, I mean, sometimes to get the results that we want, we need to entertain new thoughts, different thoughts, contrarian thoughts. Yep. But still, it doesn't really matter which which road you take, but it's it's how you get there and how you arrive at the, the destination that you want. Yeah. Yeah, you got to take hold of ideas, own them, mm -hmm. make them your own and implement them. Mm -hmm. You know, take action, make it happen. But it's up to you. Yeah, let's land that plane. Yeah. yeah. Well, there you have it. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure you follow us on Spotify or your preferred podcast platform. If you're on Apple Podcasts, please give us a five-star review. And if you happen to use social media, come find us. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and all those sorts of places at FMAO Show. And remember, don't be immature. Be the adult in the room. Subscribe for more.